Hey guys, so before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to briefly talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and what's actually going on in the world today. So admittedly, I had to brush up on some history and do my research, so obviously I'm no expert by any means, but I just want to remind people that as social media posts start to die down, we're just at the beginning of this movement. So don't be afraid to admit you need to do some more research or listen to more stories around you because that's what's ultimately going to make you a better person and a stronger fighter in the movement itself. So please continue to educate yourself, amplify black voices, and continue to listen to their stories. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another week of Vodka Soda Splash of Brand. My name is Brandon Ward, and before we get into this week's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody that listened to the first episode. Thank you so much for everyone that's reached out, that has made a comment on my Instagram post. It means so much to me. I'm so excited to continue to do this. It's only going to get better from here. So let's get to it. Let's get into today's episode. As I'm recording this, Gina is in the kitchen making the weirdest noises. One day we're going to have to have an episode where she comes on and talks about her own language that she has basically created. Okay, we need to talk about OnlyFans because I had an experience that left me scarred for life and left me untrusting of everybody that has made an account. So my biggest celebrity crush or influencer crush, whatever you want to call him, is Eliad Cohen. And for those of you who don't know who Eliad Cohen is, he is a circuit party promoter, has his own company called Papa's World, and is just like the sexiest man alive. He's so fucking hot. When he said that he was going to make an OnlyFans, I got so excited and I was like, you know what? Sign me up. So I give Mr. Eliad Cohen my credit card information, make a username, sign in, and I start scrolling through his feed. And instead of nudes, do you know what I was greeted with? Fucking workout videos. This guy created an OnlyFans using pictures that were so scandalous to get people to sign up to tell us that he was working out at the SLS Hotel in fucking Miami. So at this point, I had already paid the first month membership and I was like, you know what? I'm locked in now. I can't go anywhere. So I start looking at his pictures every day because it would give you a notification that he posted something. And finally, after like seven days, he was like, okay, people are probably pissed and I'm not posting more scandalous stuff. He started posting pictures. Now let's get real. If you're making an account to go look at other people's OnlyFans, or if you're paying for this, you're essentially paying for their nudes. And if you have a celebrity crush or an influencer crush who is actually making OnlyFans content, you're wondering what's working down there. Like, does he have a big dick? Is it a small dick? What's going on? I'm dying to know. So instead of posting uh, nudes like I had paid for, he decides to start posting pictures in his underwear. And it's like, it wasn't even black, un- it wasn't even white underwear. It was black underwear. White underwear, maybe get in the shower. I can see, you know, the VPL a little bit. No, these were dark ass black underwear. You couldn't even tell what was going on down there, which is a little bit worrisome, whatever. So then I finally get a DM from him. And it was like, hey, if you would like a scandalous picture of me, You have to pay $20 and I will give you a nude. So I was like, you know what? I've already invested enough money into this, but let me invest some more money because I need to see what he is working with. I pay the $20 and then I get the picture and I'm like, damn, okay. He is working with something nice downstairs. Like that is a nice deck. It was like a very pretty deck, right? So then I'm looking at the picture a little bit more and I'm like, wait a second, so the way, actually, let me back up. The way he was holding his dick, it was a mirror pic. He was looking directly into the mirror, but it was his torso down. So it, it he doesn't have his face in it, but you could clearly tell it was his body just based off of his tattoos and his like veins that are popping out everywhere. And so 
I'm looking at the picture and he's holding his dick and he's holding his dick with his last three fingers. So his pinky finger, his ring finger and his middle finger and his pointer finger is pointing a little bit. And I was like, that is a thin ass finger. There's no way his finger is actually that thin in real life. So then I had to do some investigative work and I started zooming in and I'm like, oh, hell no. So I go up a little bit more above his dick and I notice that the skin below his belly button was contorted in a way where skin doesn't move down there. That guy fucking facetuned his own dick. And then he's sitting there selling it to people. And I was so irritated. I was like, I cannot believe I just paid $20 for a facetuned fucking dick. But then it gets even better because I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm over this. Even though he's still hot as fuck and I would 100% hook up with him if the opportunity presented itself, I'm irritated because I just spent money to see this guy who I thought had a beautiful cock and it actually is elongated because he's using the Facetune app on it. So then I'm checking my bank account last week and I was like, oh, all right, what is this $19.99 from OnlyFans? I sure as hell didn't buy another nude from him. Nope, I'm the dumbass who forgot to unsubscribe from his channel, from his workout fucking channel at that, and got charged $20 for another month. Okay, so one of my friends just got back from a trip and we were discussing our different airport experiences. And it made me think about the time I was flying back from Miami when I left Marco Island. And I just have to tell the story here because it's so strange and bizarre that I it's one of those things I'll remember always. Let me first describe this person. He was he was probably 95 pounds soaking wet, 5 foot 11 and had the thickest Boston accent I have ever heard in my entire life. And I my mother has a very thick Boston accent and her whole side of the family does, but this guy took the cake baby because it you couldn't even understand some of the words he was saying so he's on the phone with this poor girl who's on the other line and he's describing his night before and at this point we're really not sure whether he was gay or straight a, a lot of the signs pointed to gay but then he starts telling the story of how he met this girl at the pool and he decided to take her back to his hotel room and the hotel receptionist gave him a wink. And he was like, the hotel receptionist, she was like, oh my God, this guy is going to cheat on his wife and he's going to have a great time. Like, I can guarantee you, the hotel receptionist didn't give a flying fuck what he was doing. So he's telling the story of how he brings this girl up and then they go out for the night and they go to a strip club and then they end up going somewhere else. So clearly he wasn't staying in Miami during this time because of the pandemic. Things were so close. So he's telling us that, well, I, us, I, I say us because we were so invested in this kid. He was telling the story of how this girl that he had met was going to pee and then she ended up somehow peeing on him and that her vagina was the worst smell he has ever smelled in his entire life. Meanwhile, there are children in line. There, it, This is seven in the morning. I don't need to hear about your friend who you just met and her rank ass puss. Meanwhile, parents are like, what the hell is going on with this kid? So it's about time to go through security. We're about two people away from giving the TSA agents our ID. And I'm like, all right, thank God, this kid has to get off the phone because we're about ready to go through security. He did something I've never seen done before in my entire life. He couldn't stop talking and could, I think he was just obsessed with hearing the sound of his own voice. And he starts putting his stuff in the bin. And right before he's about to go through like the bomb detector, he's still on the phone. He goes, oh, to the girl on the other end. He goes, oh, hold on one second. Puts the phone in its separate bin and she goes through security as well. So he keeps the phone on the entire time he's going through security. 
As I'm getting my stuff off the belt, he comes next to me, picks up the phone, tosses his sandals on the floor, and goes to the girl and says, anyway, so like I was saying, and just continues the conversation as if that girl now doesn't have radioactive waves that just shot through the phone into her brain. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I know it's not that crazy, but being there, I was like, this kid could not have put down the phone for 35 seconds to go through security. He put this poor girl through the conveyor belt. So now I'm frazzled beyond belief because I can't believe this kid just couldn't give up 30 seconds of his entire life to go through security. I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, Will, Joe, meanwhile, we're boarding. I'm like, Will and Joe, I have to pee so bad. So I run to the bathroom. I get there. Next thing I know, TSA is on the intercom. Paging passenger Brandon Ward paging passenger Brandon Ward. At first I thought it was the gate agent with American going to tell me that I was upgraded to first class. And I got all excited and I couldn't believe it. I was like, finally, my time has come. I don't care if this flight is only three hours. I'm sitting first class, baby. Wrong. They were like, can you please come to TSA checkpoint three? And at this point I'm like, TSA checkpoint? That means I've done something wrong because they're asking me to come to the security checkpoint. So now I'm frazzled as fuck beyond belief. I sprint out of the bathroom. Again, like I said, we're boarding the plane. Will's like, Brandon, you completely forgot your backpack at the TSA checkpoint. So I'm like, holy shit. I go to get my backpack. And the woman's like, sir, you're so lucky everything was in here because otherwise we would have just tossed this bag. Guys, my wallet was in there. My passport was in there. My work computer, my iPad, my 76 books that I bought during quarantine that I haven't read. My entire life was in that bag. So not only did I have the worst security experience in my life, I also forgot all of my shit because I was literally so frazzled. All right, let's get into quarantine purchases because... I have spent so much money on shit that I will never use when this is all over and stuff that I bought at the beginning of quarantine that I still haven't even used. Like I have purchased so many books that I could start an entire library in my room. And it's funny because right before we left for Marco Island, I was telling my roommate Gina how excited I am to be reading all these books on the beach at Marco Island. And she was like, Brandon, let's get real. You're not even going to read a single page. And guess what? That bitch was right. Not only did I not even read a single page, I didn't even crack open a book. There was uh, We were there for so long that there was literal dust sitting on the top of the first book because I, haven't, I hadn't moved it at all. But that's not even the best quarantine purchase. The best quarantine purchase that happened here in my apartment didn't even come from me. It came from my roommate, Will, who purchased a VR headset, which at first, admittedly, I had no idea what we were going to use it for, what he was going to use it for, or really what the purpose of it was. But then I quickly found out. So the day that he got it, we're playing around with it. And if you've never had a VR headset, it actually is pretty cool. You really do feel like you're in this alternate universe. So he created this profile and was like, okay, we have to go join this room. So you join this room and there's a bunch of other people that are standing around and you walk up to people and you can hear them and then you start talking to them. It is actually... Describing this sounds a little bit creepy. So you walk up to the people, you start having a conversation with them, and you can invite them to play different games. Like in this virtual reality, they had cornhole, they had basketball, you could go up to a campfire and have conversations with random people all over the world. Like Gina literally rescued this little girl angel. She was being yelled at by a bunch of different people, and Gina started screaming at the people. And then next thing you know, I put on the VR headset and my inner Angie came out. Angie is the person we call myself when I get angry. Someone said something to me that ticked me off and I was attacking this person like I couldn't believe. Will was like, okay, 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 relax. This is just a fake world. You don't even know the person you're screaming to on the other end. He's probably 16 and thinks this is a fucking joke. 
So then the next day, we're playing around with the VR, and I notice Will is laying on the couch, all smiles, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what he's watching. So we're making dinner, and I was like, Will, what are you watching? And he literally looks up, and he goes, I'm getting my dick sucked. And I was like, hold up, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, I'm watching this VR porn, and I'm literally getting my dick sucked. And I was like, okay, well, I want to get my dick sucked too, duh. So he's like, okay, try this out. So I put the headset on. And let me give you a rundown of how it goes. You're, it's a POV porn. So I am sitting in a chair. And if you look down, you're looking at your own dick. And there was these two guys who were rubbing you, massaging you, rubbing your leg. You know how like a three-way normally starts, if you're familiar with that. And then next thing you know, they're unbuttoning your pants. And now it's getting to the point where I know I'm in my kitchen, but I feel like I'm in this alternative world where like now I'm getting butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, oh shit, like this is about to happen. Yes. So then they pull down my pants and just whip it out and start going to town. And I'm like, this is feeling a little too uncomfortable because I know, first of all, other people around. But second of all, it felt so, it obviously didn't feel like I was getting my dick sucked, but it felt like I was about ready to get my dick sucked, if that makes sense. And then Gina came into the room and Gina was like, guys, take that off. It's my turn. So Gina literally felt as though she had a dick for a little bit and got her own dick sucked too. And then the VR porn became a very big thing in our household. Um, Not in any way that you're thinking. It literally just became this funny thing that we would start to watch. So another one that we found that was pretty interesting was with Dr. Meekum. It was you being the patient and you're laying down on this like bed and the doctor comes in all seductive and he's like, okay, I'm here for your physical. I just need to make sure these spots don't hurt on you. So like any typical doctor porn starts off and he's rubbing you. And then, so every time we made somebody watch us, they had to be laying down on the couch because it was the only way that you could get like actually in it in the whole like virtual reality part of it. So He starts rubbing you, and then next thing you know, he takes your pants off. But this one felt even more realistic because next thing you know, Dr. Meekum is sitting on top of you. You're 69ing. Like, his ass was right in your face. And then, boom, you're topping him. And I was like, holy shit, like, maybe I really am topping this guy in real life. And then next thing you know, boom, flip fuck, and you're bottoming. And then all of a sudden, you finish. And then you take the mask off, and you're like, oh, wow, that was a really a really, really, really strange experience that I just had in the living room in front of my roommates. So since this is the last episode of June, it only makes sense to talk about Pride Month because we didn't talk about it at all last week. Obviously, it's a little bit different this year. There's no block parties. Pride has the part, the parades, the parties, everything's been canceled or should I say postponed. My friends and I did the best that we could do under the circumstances we were in. We pretended like we hosted Boston Pride one weekend. So we had a little kiki that had, it was a small kiki gathering. Don't come for me. I understand. And it was actually pretty fun. We had a little thing on Thursday night and then Friday was chill. And then Saturday we did a little bit of a day drink. And then we ended up going out at night. And by going out, I mean, we went to my friend's house that had 10 people, hosted our Boston. We pretended like it was the House of Blues. We did the best that we could. And then the following weekend, which was last weekend, we decided to pretend like we were going to Providence Pride. So my friend Ozzy had a few people over and pretended we were in Providence by calling the living room the block party. One of the rooms was Ego, another room was Megaplex. It was actually a really, really good time. It, um, it was something different this year, obviously, because there's a major hiccup in the road, Miss Coronavirus, honey. But 
she's going to go and next year we'll have a regular pride again. But it was fun to kind of do something different that we wouldn't have normally done because let's let's get real. Pride weekend is exhausting. That's just in one city. If you're doing Boston Pride or L.A. Pride or New York Pride or SF Pride or D.C. Pride, um, any of those during June. And if you're doing multiple weekends, it is a very exhausting month. So it was nice to like slow down a little bit and drag that back. But let's be honest, I just miss a regular Pride weekend so bad. I just like the energy that's in the air when you wake up or like having a pre-Pride party on Thursday and then you go out Friday night and then you wake up Saturday, you're feeling euphoric, you're all excited and then you walk down the street, you hear people cheering, you hear the parade going on, you're a little bit tipsy and then you get to Chandler Street and you see all your friends, you're having the best time, you're kikiing, Go home, get ready, you go to the House of Blues that night, have yourself a night, and then you wake up on Sunday and you go to the St. James Block Party, do it all over again, and who knows, Dan Slater could be there. Like, it's Sunday, Sunday is my favorite block party, and then you go out Sunday night, you go to Candy, and then uh, you wake up Monday morning, you're like, holy shit, I'm about ready to croak, but you know what, was it worth it? 100%. I say this to my friends all the time, I would not trade being gay for anything in the entire world, literally Bill Gates could come up to me tomorrow and say, I will give you my entire fortune, but we are going to have to trade lives. You have to be straight and I get to be gay. And I would tell him to go fuck himself because I'd rather have $100 and be gay and have the time of my life than I would a billionaire and be so fucking boring. So before I end this week's episode, I do just want to give a quick PSA. If you are going down to Carson Beach or to M Street Beach, Please, please, please be careful. They are cracking down majorly on the drinking. What that means is if they see any cans at all, they will come up to you. They have people that have been undercover going up to different parties and being like, I see a can. You have to walk up to that cop car because now we're going to give you a fine. So the citation is pretty hefty. Just be smart. Keep your shit in a solo cup. Keep it in a Yeti. Keep it in whatever you want. Just make sure they don't see any cans and you guys will be fine. You can continue to kiki. You can continue to have a good time. And you won't go broke by having to pay any sort of citation. Each week, I am going to try to give you guys a recommendation of mine that I have been obsessing over, whether it be a music playlist, a Netflix show, a piece of clothing that I'm you know, truly drooling over, or a candle, because I am now a candle king. That's all I look forward to is buying new candles and having my place just smell really nice and pretty and cute and hot and masculine and sexy and everything else. So this week, you're not getting a candle. You are going to get two playlists and a Netflix documentary. So the two playlists that I recommend for, I'm being generous here, there's one Spotify and one Apple playlist. The Spotify playlist, it is called Songs I Blame Straight People for Letting Flop. Honestly true because straight people really don't have any good taste in music. The other playlist I recommend on Apple Music is called Strike a Pose. Both of them have gay bops, gay jams, Ariana Grande, Britney Spears, Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift. Actually, the one on Apple Music does not have Taylor Swift. That's a big bone I have to pick with them. But needless to say, the playlists are really good. They both slap. I highly, highly recommend. And the Netflix documentary that I recommend is the Jeffrey Epstein Doc, it's really sick and twisted, just FYI, because they do go into a lot of detail as to what was happening at his houses around the world, and there are testimonies from the women that he was abusing. It's really disgusting, but it's really informative, and I highly recommend it. My roommates and I watched all four episodes within a day because it was just that crazy, that twisted. It leaves you on cliffhangers where you constantly want to know more. Um, And then you really are like, well, now I know why he hung himself in his prison cell. So 
Highly recommend the Jeffrey Epstein documentary case. All right, guys, that is all the time we have this week. Thank you so much for listening. I am, like I said, so excited to continue doing this for everybody. Next week's episode, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. I had my friend Chad reach out to me this week and said, can you do an episode or a segment on P-Town for Beginners? So next week's episode is going to be all about Provincetown. Um, For the straights that have messaged me and said it sounds like it's a whole different universe, this episode is also for you because you will understand why it's so magical and why every gay person flocks there to the summer. So stay tuned for next week. I'm actually going to be reaching out to a bunch of different people to see what their recommendations are. I want to do, this is Chad's words, thanks Chad, a must or bust type of segment where I rank different bars, restaurants, um, the whole nine yards. But I want to make sure that it's not just my biased opinion. So look for your inbox. I will be messaging some people to see their opinions on certain different things, what they like to do in P-Town, what I like to do in P-Town. Also, you can definitely hear the fireworks going off in the background because I am recording this at night. So like I said, next week's episode is going to be all about Provincetown. So that is this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And this concludes another episode of Vodka Soda Splash of Brand. Peace!